Hey everybody, we're playing Planescape Torment. There are more people in the hive for us to help and or hinder. Um, let's see, I think we're looking for someone named uh, Ingress, who runs around a whole bunch. Ah, uh, there she is. Uh, uh, let's see if I click on her. Okay, there we go. You see a haggard woman wrapped in rags. Her hair is disheveled and dirty. Okay, this is just a little bit too too much in the background music. There we go. You see a haggard woman wrapped in rags. Her hair is disheveled and dirty, and her complexion is extremely dark. Burns cover her arms, and her right hand is a fused lump of flesh. It looks melted, like wax exposed to a great heat. Updated my Greetings. journal. What's you want to me? Like, what is it? <clears throat> what is it you, you want to me? Alright, let's see if we can get this right. What is it you want to me? The woman's accent is thick, and you are having difficulty making out what she is saying. You want me to leave? Not leaving the city, so I'm not... I can't try it. It's not a city. It's a prison to everywhere. Everywhere? There's worlds. There's... Her eyes gleam madly. Plains that be sinking sands. Fields thirsty nettles be. Sightless worlds where your limbs are given life and hate. Cities of dust whose people are dust and whisper ash. The house without doors. The twilt lands. The singing winds and the singing winds. She starts to sob quietly. But she seems all out of tears. And shadows. The terrible shadows there be. But where are these places? Where is... Where is them places? She flings the lump of her right hand in an arc, gesturing at the cityscape. These all be here be! Doors, doors, here to everywhere! Doors? You! You're not knowing this? She squints at you, and her teeth start chattering. Tell you I will. Beware every space you walk through or touch in thrice-cursed city. Doors, gates, arches, windows, picture frames. The open mouth of a statue. The spaces tween shelves. Beware any space bound on all sides. All these are doors to other places. What do you mean? Every door has a key it does. And with this key, they show their true nature. An arch becomes a portal. A picture frame becomes a portal. A window becomes a portal. All eager to take you someplace else. They'll steal you away. She raises the lump of her right hand, and sometimes what's on the other side takes part of you as a tithe. Where are these keys? The keys. The keys number as many as the doors of the city. Every door a key. Every key a door. Her teeth start chattering again, as if she's cold. And a key is... A key is anything. It may be an emotion. An iron nail head between your second and fifth fingers. A thought thought three times, then thought once in reverse, or it may be a glass rose. And these are all keys that open Updated these doors? Yes. Her teeth start chattering, and she clenches her mouth closed and squints her eyes. Yes. Can't leave. Can't leave. Updated How did my you journal. get here? From... She seems to calm slightly, and her eyes take on a thousand league stare. Came from a place else from here almost a life ago. Hummed a tune by a glade with two dead trees that had fallen together. A brilliant door opened in the space between the crossed trees. Showed me the city on the other side. I stepped through and did here. Well, why can't you go back? 
Tried, she tries to sob again, but no tears come. Tried, all doors here lead to other places, she shudders and grips her melted right hand. Went through thrice ten portals, some a purpose, some a accident, none of them right can't find way back. There must be a portal that can take you back. Can't leave here, this square, and there, the place of death behind the gates wait for me. She points at the mortuary behind the gate, then turns back to you, her face desperate. Can't go anywhere in the city. You can't go anywhere? What do you mean? Anything could be a door, any arch there, any door here could be a portal. Don't know the key, could get a scent to other horrible places. Her teeth start chattering again. Got to stay away from the closed spaces. All could be doors. Could have a key on me, and I not be knowing it. You, you're afraid to go through any door or arch because it might be a portal? She nods, her teeth chattering. Well, how long have you been afraid of this? She squints. Since the last time I walked through the last portal, the place where my hand... She stops. Since my tenth turning. I'm in me fourth tenth turning that now. Her teeth begin chattering again. 30 years? You haven't walked through any door for 30 years? Her vision seems to clear slightly. She looks up at you, her teeth still chattering. Hmm. If you've got here, there must be a portal that can take you back. It's only a matter of finding it. She smiles. Her teeth aren't chattering because she's cold. They're moving around inside her mouth, her gums twisting as the teeth shift about. They rise and recede as you watch, chattering as they rattle against each other. Oh, what? She hisses you. Only takes one portal you step through an accident to drive the fear into you. I went through thrice ten, lost my hand, burned my flesh, and lost my sense. She looks at her feet. No more, no more. Hmm. I'm sorry. If I can find someone to help you, I will. Updated my Farewell. Um... And we look in the little tiny walkthrough guide, and it says that we gotta go back to that smoldering corpse bar that we love. It's, uh... It's got someone named... Candrian? Candrian. We can get Candrian to help out. I'm gone. Um... <sighs> Oh, you know what I was going to do, friends? I was going to go to the gameplay option and turn the difficulty down to one. Um, just so that, you know... Uh, back. Yeah, there we go. Because honestly, like, the having the game be difficult and having to tactically play out Done. a D&D game... Particularly a D&D second edition game is not what I would call a good time um, because the games are not particularly balanced for combat and uh, here we go and you know this is more of like a, a tour than a, uh, like, I, I don't... Other games can have gameplay challenge, but not this. Besides, it doesn't really change the enemy actions, it just changes the damage, so it just makes the fights be over faster. So, um, that's good for the cast. Alright, we talked to Candrian in the bar. 
You see a soft-looking man with gentle, far-staring eyes. He dresses in supple leather clothing and carries various implements of use and destruction about his body, such as ropes, spikes, tinderboxes, and empty vials of air. He looks half-gone. Literally, there is an insubstantiality to his existence, as if his essence has been partly leached away. He focuses his eyes on you, and suddenly you find them gripping and, de and determined. Greetings to you, O Seeker. Greetings. Carefully sets down the mug he's holding and gives you all his attention. I have seen the far reaches of the multiverse and returned to tell the tale. I have walked upon the bodies of dead gods and spun moonbeams in the astral ahead of a thousand shrieking Githyanki knights. I have passed the edges of existence and watched my essence shiver away before me. What is it I can do for you? I had some questions for you. There's real Roy Batty vibes in this guy. Perhaps I have answers for you. Speak and I shall tell you. Um, so I'm, I have a whole bunch of questions I can ask. What, the number one question is I can talk about Ingress, but I can ask about the collector named Farod. So I'm going to be a little bit like, like 1% greedy and ask about Farod first. Uh, do you know a collector named Farod? Farod grew up to be a collector. How long ago is this? When I set out last, he was but an officious stripling in one of the upper wards. Heh. <laughs> Time does change some people. No, Seeker, I don't know Farad anymore. I'm willing to bet. Very well. I had some other questions. I met a woman named Ingress, with very bad teeth. She said she had come through a portal from some other world that was opened by a tune hummed near two cross trees. Can you get her home? He pauses briefly, thinking... I know the portal of which you speak, though I have not traveled it these thirty years gone. I will take her home, Seeker. Go tell her to await my arrival, then meet me back here and I will tell you if I was successful or not. Updated my journal. Thanks. Alright. This is a really awkward way to do a quest. We go to... Oh, boy. Oop. There's, there's thugs who are trying to fight us at the... <laughs> Thugs are trying to fight us at the bar, but then they kind of run away after you hit them once or twice really hard. Alright, let's see what we can do about these thugs. I bet if we just kill enough thugs, they'll stop trying to fight us, right? Maybe. Man, when they run away, they just run so far. Okay, I don't even care. Actually, killing the thugs is not really important because they're worth, like, 65 experience, and we need, like, thousands of experience to level up, so... Actually, performing any thug kills is basically not important. Let's see. Where'd Ingress go? Oh, there she is. She moves around a little more than normal NPCs. You see Ingress. She's huddled inside her cloak of dirty rags, her teeth chattering. She's glancing furtively about her, as if expecting to be attacked at any moment. Greetings, Ingress. Eh, you? She squints at you. What is it you want of me now? You want me to leave? Not leaving the city, so I'm not. I can't. I tried. It's not a city. It's a prison to everywhere. Ingress, I found someone who can take you back to your home plane. Ingress falls silent. I want to go. I want to leave this place. 
His name is Candrian. He should be along shortly to help you. Trust him, alright? Ingress says nothing, merely nods quietly, her teeth chattering inside her mouth. I'll go back and meet Candrian at the Smoldering Corpse Bar and make sure everything turned out alright. Be strong, Ingress. My journal. So... So, like, he doesn't meet you here, and when you talk to Ingress, he, like, also shows up. Instead, you go to Ingress, and then you talk to Candrian, and then you talk Done. to Ingress, and then you talk to... It's just, it's just clumsy, people. <clears throat> yeah, every time we try to fight one of these thugs, they end up running away after a hit or two, and we don't actually kill any of them. Which, like, totally makes sense from the thug's perspective. You know, run away. Candrian stands as you approach him. The tooth woman wanted you to have these, he says, holding out his hand. She wanted to express her thanks, even out of the balance book, as it were, and she be done with the damn things. In the palm of his hand are Ingress's dancing teeth, and he smoothly deposits them into your hand. Enjoy them, Seeker. Uh, farewell. So, we got some teeth... Uh, Ingress's teeth, damage 1 to 6, crushing, speed 4, weight 1, proficiency fists, usable only by Mort. Uh, this is a handful of Ingress's living teeth. Apparently, they didn't want to go with her back through the portal to her home plane. They rattle amongst themselves whenever they are held close together. They remind you of a bunch of creepy ivory hopping bugs. And then uh, we use the teeth to change the teeth type. Um, hey, come on. Tooth equipped. Hey, come on. Uh, so Mort's default bite is 1 to 3 piercing. It also notes speed 1, weight 0, proficiency fists. Don't ask. Mort's bite is lethal, and he can masticate someone to death. As long as his quick weapon slots are not all filled, Mort can always select bite as his current weapon. Uh... Okay. So the advantage of Mort's default weapon is that the speed is 1. Uh, but these are speed 4, which is still sufficiently fast to figure. So we might as well do potentially double damage. Um, our inventory is full as heck, so let's see if we can talk to the bartender here. You see a leather-skinned man with just a hint of ashen color to his face. His teeth seem sharper than normal, and his eyes are filled with the boredom that comes with having seen too much. His voice is nasal and clipped. You again? Eh, what do you want this time? You again? What do you mean? Yeah, you again. You got a hearing problem or something? Now, you was in here about 15 years ago, got all bubbed up, smashed up the place, left a pile of coin that wasn't enough to pay for the damages. So you plucked out your own bleeding eyeball, tells me you'll be back to reclaim it when you got 200 coins together. With 15 years of interest, you got about 500 coins. You got the jink pile, I got your eye. Uh, not interested right now, answer some other questions. Hurry it up, will ya? I got paying customers. Uh... Let's see, if I take 
Well, I'm looking for Farad. Let's ask for that. He turns and spits on the floor. Farad? Ha! You may as well just turn your back and let him sink a dagger into it. Though, from the looks of you, you already have. Even if you're dead set on finding Farad, pardon the pun, talk to Eb Creekney's over there. He should know something of value. I'll do that then. Right after you answer some more questions for me. I want something to drink. Uh, show more. Uh, nothing. So, so that's not like an inventory. Man, I can't sell stuff to him. So we were supposed to talk to Crad. Oh, Eb Eb Creekney's. Eb Creekney's. You see a slightly stooped old man with a full gray beard and a lion's mane of gray hair. He wears a couple of shoulder guards as his armor, and he keeps a helmet nearby. He smokes a pipe and carries a pouch of tobacco around his waist. He looks pretty strong. But he's a little plump, and also appears to have some sort of breathing trouble. Well now, aren't you a sight lad? Never had seen so many scars blanketing a fella. Like a scar cloak you're wearing. Where you been, hanging out in a grand thresher? He laughs. Oh, I'm just jesting with you, lad. No offense meant, and I hope no offense taken. I'm Eb. He extends his hand. Greetings, Eb. His handshake is firm. Now I hereby tend to my apologies for the unfair jesting lad. I hope no hard feelings. Can I buy you a tankard or two or something to smooth any ruffled feathers? Uh, why not? That's the spirit lad. Bide a moment. He raises uh, to his feet and heads to the bar. After a moment, he returns to with to his seat with a pair of tankards. There you go, lad. Drink up. He takes a massive swallow from his own tankard, puffs on his pipe, and says, What can old Eb do for you this fine single day? I had some questions about this place. Oh, well, I gathered that. Just to look at you. I mean, you don't look like you're from around these parts, lad. You look a little too out of sorts to be a seasoned native. Eb chuckles and takes another drink. So what can I help you with, lad? You need to know the lay of the land? Uh... Let's see... Yes, tell me how the city and environs work. I think this is the... There's not one that directly talks about Farad. Um, Eb laughs loudly. You don't think small, do you? If you want to know what's outside the city, go talk to Kandrian Illborn over there. He's the traveler of this place. As for the rest of it, well, I can tell you of the lady, the Dabas, keys and portals, the way we keep track of time, the way the city's laid out. What was it you wanted to know? Let's definitely ask about, um, tell me of Sigil's time. The way we measure time in Sigil is by the brightness of the sky. See, we haven't got a sun and moon like most worlds. We just got this everlasting haze that brightens and darkens at rather regular cycles. What most folks call midnight, we call anti-peak. What they call noon, we call peak. See, it's based on the peak and anti-peak of the brightness. So when someone says something about five hours past peak, that's what they mean. I had some other questions about Sigil. Tell me about the lady. Well, now... Not many know much about her, lad, and I'm figuring even those that know more than a little don't know too much more. She's a mystery, she is. And even should you run across her, powers forbid. She's silent and deadly. She's not evil, far as I could tell, but she keeps the dark about herself and Sigil pretty tight. None's been able to penetrate it, and if they have, they've been mazed. Mazed? What do you mean? Aye, sometimes bloods will be picked off to a place where they can't do no harm. The lady, see, 
She'll take a bit of sigil and make a little dimensional pocket out of it. A maze. She places those that have crossed her in there and lets them rot. Heb puffs his pipe. Now, you can't escape getting mazed once the lady sets her gaze on you, lad. She'll get you eventually, no matter how hard you try and dodge her. You'll be walking down an alley or about to step through a portal or take a left turn down a street you've gone many full times before. And suddenly you're someplace you don't recognize. Now mazes aren't escape-proof. There's always a way out of each one. A portal the lady places there. You just have to figure out where it is and how to use it. I had some other questions about Sigil. Actually, nothing. Farewell. It doesn't look like he can help me with Farod. Um... I'm gone. So let's try and go back to what we were doing uh, regarding uh, that stuff in the mortuary area. Let's see. 1328. Alright, we're supposed to talk to the post. The post. This filthy looking corpse is in sad shape. Its shoulders are slumped and one of its legs is broken, causing it to lean to one side. Stains cover it from head to toe. Judging from the smell and the texture, the stains run from rotten fruit to mud and bird droppings. To add to the indignity, graffiti has been carved into its body, and several notices have been nailed down to its chest, back, and head. Hmm. Well, let's examine the corpse. Despite the many stitches, the corpse's rotting skin is peeling in several places, revealing long stretches of muscle and bone. You'd guess that this zombie is frequently used as target practice. The fruit and mud stains aside, some of the tears in the skin still have rocks and bits of glass lodged in them. One wicked-looking cobblestone is still embedded in the side of its head. Hmm, cry out the cobblestone. Uh, you grab a hold of the cobblestone and pull it out of the corpse's head. Traces of brain matter and rotting flesh slowly drip from it. It looks like whatever was in its head turned to ooze long ago. Uh, well, we got some experience in an item. Let's examine the corpse again. Let's examine the graffiti. A number of the leaflets have been ruined by rain, but some of them are still legible. One tacked to his back from something called the Office of Vermin and Disease Control. The one on his forehead looks like a bill of fare for a restaurant. One of his chest looks like an official notice, and another appears to be some sort of want ad. Uh, hmm. We could examine some stuff. We can also ignore the notices and examine the graffiti. Let's let's find out what colorful characters we got here, friends. The graffiti runs from obscenities about the dustmen to slogans glorifying what appear to be local gangs. One piece of graffiti catches your eye, then someone has carved the name Farod on the corpse's left arm, then slashed an X across it. <gasps> hmm. Let's see, examine the other notices. A number of the leaflets have been ruined by rain. So we check the graffiti. Let's look at the office for vermin disease control. To those high citizens wishing gainful employ with the most honorable and generous signed gov single government, inquire forthwith at the office of vermin and disease control to help stymie plague of brain rats 
Bounties paid, copper given for each rat tail brought. Tails must be genuine and from rat only. No cat, dog, or fiend tail accepted. Office several streets south and west of Mortuary Gate in Lower Hive. Ask for official inspector in charge, the respected Phineas T. Lort, the 39th. It's, it's in Roman numerals, but it's, let's see, XXXIX. I'm pretty sure that's 39, right? Examine the other court. The notices. Examine the bill of fare. Someone has posted a bill of fare for the Gathering Dust Bar, but the bill of fare cannot be read as the words Smoldering Corpse Bar have been scrawled in charcoal over the bill. Smoldering Corpse Bar? The zombie immediately jerks his left arm upward and points far to the southeast. A moment later, the arm falls back to its side with a thump. Reminds me of a job I once had, says Mort. He seems embarrassed. Well, I mean, without the arms. Hmm, I wonder if this would work with the other notices. Um, so let's check. Examine the official notice. Uh, public notice. By the order of the Judiciary Council and in accordance with the citizenry of Sigil, let it be known those defacing a registered servant of the Dustman, either by graffiti, malicious attack, or by posting notices, will constitute felonious assault, and the perpetrator will be answerable for the vandalism of said servant, by order of the Hall of Speakers. Uh, check the notices. Uh, the want ad. Wanted, able-bodied person willing to investigate a matter of the utmost importance to the Dustman cause will offer suitable con compensation upon successful completion of said task. Interested parties inquire with initiate Norochij. Gathering Dust Bar. Gathering Dust Bar. Zombie immediately jerks his left arm upward and points west to the building before you. A moment later, the arm falls back to its side with a thump. Let's check the other notices. Examine the graffiti. Uh, so it says Farod, and then it's slashed out with an X across it, but now I can say Farod with a question mark after Updated it. My journal. The zombie immediately jerks his left arm upward and points far to the west and downwards. A moment later, the arm falls back to the side with a thumb. So west and down. Uh, thanks. Uh, that seems fine. And... All right. Let's see. We got a bunch of hive bugs. Ooh. Okay. A, please forgive the term, a harlot. You see a tarlican woman dressed in a tight leather bodice and leggings. The odor of cheap perfume surrounds her like a cloud and her face is covered with a mask of crude makeup. She smiles as she sees you. Why don't you stay and chat with me a wee bit, love? I can say greetings. The woman coy looks coyly at you. Now you look to be a uh, blood who's lost something. We have I can find you, Cutter. She smiles slightly. Oh? Mort jumps in. What good fortune. We probably lost what we're looking for back at your kit, miss. Uh... Let's see... Hmm. Actually, I'm not missing anything, but I did have some questions. The woman frowns. I'm not a tout. She frowns, then rubs two fingers together. Unless you've got some jink to pay for my time, I can pay you how much? For a handsome basher like yourself, she gives a wide smile, revealing a row of dirty teeth. 
Three copples will be enough to loosen me tongue. She licks her lips, then frowns. Other questions of a deeper chant will cost you more, though. Sounds fair. I, we got 369 nice coins right now, so we can pay three. Aye, then. She slips the jink into her palm, where it promptly vanishes. Now. Yeah, there were some things I wanted to know. Uh, I'm looking for someone named Farod. Farod? Now that's one of the greater darks, love. If you wanted to know about that blood, that'll be thrice the coppers of a normal asking. Uh, fair enough. Nine more. She gives your coins a once-over, then shrugs and pockets them. What would be you want to know about old Farod? Uh, at that price, anything you can tell me about him. She shrugs. Chant is, he's a collector's boss. He's a whole bunch of bloods in his shadow. Uh, where can I find him? No one... Now, no one knows for dead sure, but if I were to suggest a place, love, I'd say Ragpicker Square. Um... Add some other questions. Uh, I'm looking for a journal. No idea where to find such a thing, love. You might look elsewhere, she smiles suggestively. I know some places you might start. Um... Hmm. Actually, never mind. Farewell. You're lost and you get tired of losing things and need to find some things, love. Come see me. I'll keep that in mind. Then Mort cuts in. Chief, can you support me some jink? It's uh, been a long time, it has. Uh, well, I suppose it can't hurt. The woman breaks in. It's twice the cost for the Mimir or any other degenerate. Uh, Mimir? Mimir's a talking encyclopedia. That's me, Chief. I see. Well, uh, don't sweat it, Mort. From the looks of her, I'm probably saving you from dying twice. Many a pox shrivel your innards. Oh, so then the harlot says, May a pox shrivel your innards. You have the stinking fashion sense of a goatard, or and you're twice as ugly. Taunts, all right. Mort stares hypnotized as the harlot lets loose a stream of obscenities. At the end of her verbal avalanche, Mort is silent for a moment, then turns to you. Wow, Chief, you've got a few more taunts for the old arsenal. He turns back to the harlot, who is catching her breath. I'm also in love. Now we can leave. So yeah, Mort has a um, has a has a special taunt ability that he can use. Uh, select special ability. So if we have Mort, he has litany of curses. Um, and is there like a uh? In Baldur's Gate, there's like an AI page where I can set what AI I want them to use. That doesn't appear to be a thing in Baldur's... in, in Planescape. So, you know, that's fine. Um... Alright. Well... So we know vaguely where Farad might be. We were also told to check out the Gathering Dust Bar and the Smoldering Corpse Bar. We've been to the Smoldering Corpse Bar a few times, but the Gathering Dust Bar is right here. It's also the Open Tomb, Shalandra's Kip, the Mausoleum, Angyar's Hap. Oh, we're going to try the Gathering Dust Bar because we've been trying to sell off some of this junk that we got, and we just need someone... Who can act Chief, like a normal? What are we doing in here? Let's say we just give this place the laugh, all right? Done. Okay. Mort is not a fan. 
of us being inside the Gathering Dust Bar. Um, if I if I talk to the zombie worker, can it open an inventory? This female corpse is dressed in a heavy burlap shirt covered with food and wine stains. Her lips have been stitched closed and her arms and legs are wrapped in several layers of bandages. The bandages seem to have been soaked in preservatives to keep the corpse fresh. As a result, the corpse's rotting odor has been replaced with an equally repulsive vinegar smell. I can hit on the zombie. I can say it was great talking to you, farewell. Or I can leave the corpse in peace without talking to it. So I'm just gonna... Leave the corpse in peace, and then as you turn away, you notice Mort staring at you. Eh? Eh? What is it? Did you see the way that Cadaver's Beauty was staring at me? Mort's teeth chatter as if in anticipation. She is looking for some lucky cut out of thaw her coffin. Please don't start this again. Mort ignores you and becomes thoughtful. I don't really mind the attention, actually. It's just like that I like to be seen as something more than just a skull, you know? I have feelings that go beyond my base animal instincts. I want courtship, not some Fortnite fling across the mausoleum. Uh, I understand. Now, let's get out of here, alright? I could be a lot less diplomatic with him. Uh, but, in the end, uh, Mort, Mort's a sweetie pie. He's just like a little bit, a little bit horny on main. Despite the fact that he has no horns, because he has exactly one skull and no additional body parts. I'm sorry. One skull with eyes in it. He definitely, he very clearly has eyes in his eye sockets. In his little character portrait. Um, let's see. So... Hmm, I can... There's someone here named Emmerich? Ah, yes, Emmerich. You see a heavyset man with dark skin and grim features. He is dressed in dustman robes and is regarding you with a stony gaze. Greetings. You have the look of one lost. The man's voice is like stone settling. Did the wind send you, or are you here with a purpose? Who are you? I'm Emmerich, factotum and initiate of the Fourth Circle. Is this your bar? If you measure ownership in copper, this is not my establishment. If you measure ownership in spirit, it is mine. He pauses, as if trying to emphasize a point. The dustmen here are my students. They are under my protection. Can I ask you some questions? Um, I'm searching for a man named Farod. Have you seen him? I would know why you seek the Collector Farod. Uh, I wish to speak with him. As do I. He has made such a thing difficult. He speaks through other men. Emmerich falls silent for a moment. When two men speak through other men... Little is said, and much is lost. Uh, well, do you know where I can find him? It is not known to me where the Collector Farod is. He hides from the eyes of the dustmen. I would seek other collectors and ask them your question. Very well, I had some other questions. Um, I'd like to join the dustman factor. If you desire to join the dustman faction, I will hear your request. Uh Ooh, I can say yes, I desire to join the Dustman faction, or I can say you have misjudged me. I have no desire to join the Dustman faction. I merely believe what the Dustman believe. Let's pick that one. That sounds good. 
Very well. Do you know our philosophy? I'm going to say yes. Uh, and then he says, recite it. And then we get to recite. The goal of all dustmen is to reach the true death, oblivion. This life that many cling to with their emotions and passions is a false one. As long as one clings to it, one will continually be reborn into it. One must divest themselves of emotion to escape this cycle. Do you believe it? Hmm. I'm going to say truth, not entirely. Mm, belief may come with time's passing. Is your conviction so strong that our philosophy shall never have a home in your mind? Uh, I would like to put my uncertainty to time's test. I will spend time among the dustmen, then examine my beliefs. Then it shall be tested. Speak with initiate Norochi. He is here in the bar. Return when you have done what he asked of you. Uh, very well, I will go speak to him. Uh, Narochi's here at another table. Uh, N-O-R-O-C-H-J. H-J is a hard one, so I'm just going to pronounce it Narochi. Uh, and we're just going to cheat and pretend it's, uh, C-H-I. You see a spindle, thin dustman in dirty black robes. His stiff black hair springs forth from his skull like a crown of spikes and his leper-like white skin is drawn sharply across his skull. He is frowning into his drink and mumbling to himself. Narochi? The dustman looks up, blinks once, then looks at you up and down, studying you. As he studies you, he takes one of his spiked locks and points it at himself with it. And points it at... And points... Oh, and points at himself with it. Stupid loca. Narochi, initiate, dustman, guard. Uh, I'm here about the posting outside. The dustman looks you up and down. Many troubles have I. Help can you. A mausoleum awakes. The dead walk, the dead disturbed. The dustman disturbed. Find out what disturbs the undead. And copper coins I will pay. Uh, very well, where's Miss, this mausoleum? Narochi nods. The mausoleum by Dustman Memorial. Go north and west from Black Monument. Go to Arch and a semicircle over your heart with this finger, this make. He wiggles the index finger on his right hand. To the mausoleum. Go, you will. I'll look into it then. Farewell. All right. Um, we're going to go on a little side trip. I'm gone. All right. We've got... Uh, Mike's Hard Strawberry Lemonade as our... Whoa! We got a little portal. Let's just double check this is a mausoleum. Yep, this is a mausoleum. Into the portal we go. A guardian spirit comes up to us. The spectral figure materializes from the gloom of the passageway ahead and quickly moves to block your path. It floats before you. Its once human features twisted in a mask of rage. Defilers! Leave this place at once! Greetings. Leave now! Its wooing voice echoes down the hall. This place is forbidden to the living. Leave while you still can. Uh, I have some questions first. Seek your answers elsewhere. This place is a sanctuary for the dead. I shall not permit their slumber to be disturbed by the intrusion of yet another insolent mortal. Another? Has someone else been here? If you must know, yes, there is another intruder who, even now, continues to violate the sanctity of these hallowed halls. The anger in the spirit's voice fades. 
He seems somewhat saddened by the admission. The souls of my brothers and sisters cry out for peace. Uh, why don't you drive this intruder away? I cannot. The coward has sealed himself within the inner chambers of the mausoleum. He has erected powerful wards that bar my entrance into the chamber. It is from there that he calls upon his dark arts to awaken my brethren and send them to his evil will. Uh, sound like you need the help of one intruder to get rid of another. Spirit remains silent for several long moments. You can almost feel the weight of its lifeless gaze upon you. Yes, you might prevail where I have failed. If you will pledge to rid me of this blackguard, I shall grant you passage. What say you? I'll do it. Updated my journal. So be it. The spirit backs. The spirit slowly begins to fade until only the echoing of its disembodied voice remains. But take heed. Tread lightly in these halls, lest you join the others in eternal rest. All right. All right. We're going to quick save. All right. Uh. So. Oh no. Oh no. Our game crashed. It's really good that we quick saved. All right, let's, uh, <laughs> I don't, we could call the episode there. We did that last time we had a problem, but we're certainly not gonna do it. Okay, yeah, here we go. So we can go south or um, east. From the perspective of our character, the, le the leftmost option is be straight ahead to the east. So we're gonna go east first. Let's have a look. It's uh, some sort of sewerific tile set. Ooh, we got a bunch of uh, skeleton workers. Uh, they're all they're all skeleton workers. So we're just gonna beat them up to pieces. See that? Um. Oh yeah, they they they're going down fast. Um Yeah. <clears throat> so this is underground kind of bronzy coppery metal stuff. Um and then there's that? a bunch of pipes and grills. It looks like the Dweamer stuff from uh the um Elder Scrolls series if you've played um well, any any of the Elder Scrolls games, I guess. I, I'm mostly thinking of Skyrim, but I guess there's also Dweamer stuff in uh, Morrowind. Uh, I've I've not seen Dweamer stuff in Oblivion, but I assume it's there somewhere. So as we continue around, following this uh, straight ahead, it curves and curves, and we go south a while. Now we're eventually going west again. Uh, we find some more skeleton workers. Uh, so, oh, there goes a skeleton. There goes a skeleton. There goes a skeleton. And there goes a skeleton. And then there's some little hatches in the floor that appear to have minor amounts of uh, healing items. So we're just going to pick those up. Whoa, this is a giant skeleton. And there's just one of them, which tells me that they're going to be uh, potentially more dangerous. They're actually hurting Nameless, but Nameless is the one that has all of the uh, regeneration powers. So it's actually best if they hurt Nameless, um, because he gets he gets regeneration fast enough that you can like actually see it happening. Like you just walk around town and he starts healing hit points. 
Uh, actually, let's quick save. And... Oh, let's see. We're going down some other passages. They start twisting around a whole bunch. So it's getting a little bit uh, confused. Um, basically, what we're doing is we're just... Beating on skeletons. You know, honestly, if this is supposed to be a place for, like, the dead to rest or whatever, you'd think that... Like, when the spirit was like, Oh, we'll, we'll let you love and go through and, and find the intruder or whatever. You'd think he would have been to his other undead buddies. Like, oh, we're, we're letting this guy through. Uh-oh. Nameless is getting a little hurt. He's down to 12 out of 35. Uh, mausoleum inner chamber. Oh, I think I was supposed to go to the mausoleum inner chamber. Let's see if this leads down there. Okay, we gotta fight some more skeleton workers. Oh no, they're hitting Dakon. Don't hit Dakon, please. Dakon is just a cool dude, but he doesn't have any super regeneration. So I would actually have to heal him. Uh, quick save, and then down one level. Actually, I guess I didn't need to quick save because of auto-saving when you go through levels. Alright, so as soon as you step in the room, it puts us in a dialogue box. Strathan Rune Shadow. You see a mid-sized man in long robes of deep black. His hair is neatly coiffed in an impeccably trimmed goatee that complements his handsome features. Oh, and an impeccably trimmed goatee complements his handsome features. Noticing your arrival, he puts down the book he was writing in and strides confidently over to you, smiling. Impressive. I must admit, I never thought you would make it this far. Uh, I'm glad to have disappointed you. Are you the one responsible for all the walking dead? Who I am is of no consequence to you. What I want is the question that should concern you most. As he speaks, he looks up, he looks up and down as if somehow fascinated by you. Very well. What do you want? He takes a step back and cocks an eyebrow. I want your blood. Is that some kind of threat? The man starts to answer, but stops himself abruptly. An evil smile spreads across his face and he begins to laugh. Yes, I suppose it is. He continues to laugh even harder at his own private joke. You notice that his hands have begun to move at his sides. Slowly, they flip back and forth, tracing intricate patterns in the air. Uh-oh. He's casting some sort of spell. Better, better punch him really hard a few times. Okay, Nameless is at 10 out of 35. Um, select item. Let's use a clot charm. Oh, I gotta use it on myself. I'm done. Alright, well, I guess we haven't seen the last of him, except that, I don't know, I mean, he's dead and all of his skeletons went away, so we'll call that fine. Uh, there's a skull in a hatch on the floor. There's some wizard stuff in, uh, like a pedestal. Let's see. 
We got some scrolls. We're gonna give all these scrolls to deck on. Strand's Diary. Wait one. This leather-bound tome is cracked and worn with age. Some sort of crest has been burned into the cover. You can make out a series of interlocking triangles centered about the initials SR. The writing upon its pages has faded considerably, but the last few entries seem to have been penned recently. Day 2 of the 127th year of the Factol Hashkar's reign. Now, I just want to note, friends, that is a ridiculously long day. No one's going to put that as the date at the top of their form when they fill out their forms to hand in. At last I have found it! The missing page of the Aptar Grimoire is now in my possession. As I had guessed, the page detailed the necessary components for the casting of the final transformation spell. I have all but one of the components. A drop of an immortal's blood is all that stands between me and the eternal power of lichdom. But where can I find such a rarity? Perhaps I should seek the answer through divination. Day 14. After days of taxing divination spell, I have finally... I have... I finally have my answers. The divination revealed the location of an immortal to be somewhere within an ancient mausoleum located in the hive section of Sigil. I must make haste. I must find this creature and draw its blood before it moves on. Day 15. I've arrived at the mausoleum. Immediately I was set upon by a shade that guards the remains of these those interred within the place. I managed to elude the spirit and found my way into what appears to have been some sort of inner sanctum. Protected by some minor wards to prevent any further interruptions by that supernatural twit, I have set about raising some of the locals to conduct a search for the Immortal. If the divination was accurate and the Immortal is here, then likely it is interred within one of the many crypts that lie in these halls. It is only a matter of time now. Day 17. I am not alone. Someone has entered the mausoleum and is interfering with my servants. Could this be the one I seek? The divination revealed only that I would find an Immortal here. Could it be that my presence in this place has prompted that which I seek to seek me out? What a delightful twist. I shall have to... The ink of this last entry is still wet. Um, so we're gonna put a bunch of... Whoa! We got a heart charm. It heals 27 hit points. That's pretty cool. We got a cobblestone from that zombie. And it says it still has traces of brain matter dripping from it. Isn't that cool? Alright, we got a Magus Guard. Armor class 6, weight 2, usable only by mages. Considered standard equipment for any adventuring mage. Bracelets such as these can be found across the plains. Judging by the markings of this particular bracelet, it appears to have been made in a style quite common to Sigil. Various glyphs of warding are meticulously carved along the surface, producing an almost hypnotic effect when looked at. When worn, this bracelet protects the wearer from the normal attacks as if they were wearing scale armor. So it's for mages only? I can't wear it. Dakon could wear it. Oh, but his his armor class is already 2, so it gives him no additional protection. So, whatever. Bone Dagger. Uh, this is a plus 1 dagger. Let's double check in the stat screen. Uh, so the nameless one has edged weapon proficiency. So that means that we can equip this cool bone dagger. Uh, 1d6 damage, plus one enchanted, plus one piercing damage. Thacko plus one. 
So plus one to hit, and then 1d6 plus one damage, I think. That's how I'm supposed to read that. These... These things have rather confusing ways to prevent the, present the information some of the time. Okay, we go back out. The shade immediately comes up to us. As you step into the corridor, the guardian spirit materializes before you. Its ghostly countenance regards you benevolently. I thank you. You have done me a great service. The spirits of my charges sleep quietly once again. Go in peace, friend. Updated my journal. Skills have increased. Hey, we got 2,000 experience, and we can level up more. Which gives him some hit points. And an, an attack point. His saving throws are numbers. I, it doesn't tell me if his saving throws are better than they were before, or if the same as they were before. It just tells me what his saving throws are. Which is certainly the best way to present the information to your players there's definitely not you know like a clearly better way to do that so hmm so i i clicked for our characters to to walk out and then they're taking a really long path so we're just gonna wait a second i'm gonna have a drink Um, the timer looks like we're at around 55 minutes. Um, there was a minor false start where I kind of like gazed off into space and sort of forgot that I was even recording. So, um, after I'm done with this, the video will have a little bit more time on it than the audio because I'm going to clip that opening part where like, I was like, oh, Hey, and then like I sort of didn't say anything for a while. Uh, come on, nameless. What are you doing, pal? What are you doing? He's going. He's running as fast as a little feet will carry him. He got stuck on a corner or something, so it's so he's way back there, even though everyone else is the end. All right, friends, off we go. Okay, so Nuj wanted us to uh Oh, so his his request for us to go to the mausoleum and do stuff was like separate from joining the dustmen, I see. I think. You see Nerochi, he's pulling at one of his spikes of hair and using it to scratch a spot on his face. He can't help but think he look a lot better with dreadlocks. I found out what was going on in the mausoleum. The dead sleep again. My journal. A thousand experience. Cool. Nerochi's line of worry soothes as you speak. Thanks, give I. He reaches into his robes and draws forth a small bag, which he hands to you. Copper coin, twice a hundred. By the way, Emberg told me to speak to you about another matter. I feel stronger. Hey, that's cool, but I want to talk to him. Emmerich told me to speak to you, Nerochi. Emmerich sent you me. He studies for a moment, then sighs and points at himself. Nerochi is Dustman. Guard. Serve Dustman interest. Protect Dustman interest. Protect Dustman. Reputation. The man says again. In the hive, many thieves. One thief wears robe of Dustman, but a Dustman not. Is a thief disguised as a Dustman? Nerochi nods. Find him I cannot. Important to the Dustman he is. I could track him down for you. Nerochi nods again. For making my troubles your troubles, copper coins will I pay. Find the not Dustman, deal with him, then return. Nerochi will wait. 
Very well, I will return to you when I found this not dustman. Hmm. Maybe I could gut a dusty. <sighs> okay. Well, we'll have to. I'm going to level up the character and then we're going to be done for this episode. Saving throws have improved. Fighting skills have improved. One characteristic point gained, 10 hit points gained. I'm going to accept. I'm going to assign this to Constitution. Um, so we're going to be at Constitution 13. And then I'm going to accept that. And then I'm going to quick save. I'm also going to real save. Uh, game one. Overwrite. And next time we will find the not dustman and we will complete joining the dustman faction. But um, I know the first episode of Planescape Torment we went for like an hour and a half, but I don't want to just do that to you all the time. I want to keep it reasonable. So, uh, everyone have a good time on, uh, why don't, what day of the week is this? According to this, this episode's gonna come out on the 5th, and that's gonna be a Tuesday. Oh, hey! The 5th, the, the January 5th is Cow Flux. Uh, I hope that you're all appropriately celebrating all of your Discordian holidays this year including cow flux as you all know it being a discordian holiday the correct way to celebrate cow flux is however you think that you should celebrate cow flux so think about that or don't and have a good time <laughs>